When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Okay, welcome to the show. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. We are heard all across the country in all of our great ESPN Radio stations, Sirius XM Channel 80, and the ESPN app. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Alone, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Draymond Green, as CC said yesterday, would be suspended indefinitely. What are you looking at? No, I'm just saying. You've it's seen another, this jacket. It's a, I, I was, I was wondering. That's the thing. Every time I see the members-only jacket with the hoodie, I'm wondering, have I seen this jacket-hoodie yes. combination? Maybe not the combination, but you've seen you, you this jacket. Exactly. You have to wonder, have I seen this combination yet? Yeah, I'm not so. quite sure. Uh, no, not the combination, but you've seen the jacket. and you've seen we? this. Have, well, you've seen the sweatshirt. It's my heat hoodie that heat I like. Hoodie. Okay. That is very comfortable on me. Yes. But the jacket, you don't think you've seen this jacket? I don't know. I can't I've definitely remember. worn this jacket. There have been so many. There have been you. so many. I Thank don't. you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. You know why I know you've seen this jacket? I'm going to tell you why. That was actually a good moment. That, that was actually funny by you. Actually. <laughs> it was actually, actually funny. The rare moment where you've done something where it's funny. we got to celebrate. I, I know why you've seen this jacket. Greeny has complimented the distra- jacket. And the only time I've seen Greeny since I started working here is here. Uh-huh. So how could I? I had to have worn this jacket before. Gotcha. So you remember that as the as the jacket that Greeny the Greeny compliment jacket. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Draymond Green suspended indefinitely, as CC predicted. But, Speaking of Green, but wait, something's going on with our show right now. What? Pat Costello is one of our producers. You hear him with "I'm over it," the segment in which he complains about things all throughout his life and and his ongoings with whatever he's dealing with. Well, today he dealt with something that uh, he got here at about uh, 5.59 for a 6 a.m. Eastern show. Okay? Pat, what happened to you this morning? I've never been more confused in my entire life than I was this morning. I woke My my alarm goes off at the normal time about 4 o'clock-ish. I woke up and was like, oh, there's no 4 p.m. meeting today, so I'm going to go back to sleep. (laughs) Fell back asleep, woke up at 5, and was like, dinner time, great. 5 a.m. this morning, that is, and uh, woke up, went to my kitchen, started cooking tacos, and went, wait, which five is it? Oh, my God. <laughs> I wait, told you something happened. Cooking oh tacos? Started started? Cook- I started cooking dinner before Googling what five is it right now. Googling? I Googled <laughs> it because my phone doesn't say a.m. or p.m. It just says five. And then I realized that it was the morning, and then I I tried to come to work. I told you we had something going on here. This is scary. This is, this I is tried scary. to come to work. I have, so my, many, I have so many questions. Go ahead. My First of all, what, what, right, it doesn't what say kind? AM or PM on the phone. It just says the number. So it's just 603. 603 yeah. on yeah, the iPhone? So Who's right. saying that song, AM to PM? Was that Maya? No, he's oh, <laughs> great song. AM to PM. Yeah, who was that? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good Christina song. Milian? You know what? I'm going to give Pat Costello some great music. Because, he made tacos this morning. No, I'm going to give him some grace. Here's okay. why. Started to. Because you can't look outside and tell the difference yes. when it's at 5 o'clock, whether Fair. it's a.m. or p.m. these okay. days. You know right. what I mean? Like That's it gets point. dark, you know, 4.30, it's dark outside. So you really don't know. So if he's looking outside and say, oh, well, you know, it's it's 
dark outside. I don't know I what hungry. time it is. So I get that. And so I'm willing to give you a little bit of grace, Pat. I, I'm, uh, I can understand. I empathize with what you went through this but morning. But then I realized it was time to come to work. And I, I go down. I live on the 14th floor. Get down to the bottom floor. Try to start my car. And my car doesn't start. <laughs> so I have to go back up to the 14th floor to get my little battery pack thing to come back down and start my car. Uh, as I've, I'm sitting there with the hood open trying to jump start my car, a woman comes by and goes, Was your car not starting? <laughs> No, I just thought I would air it out. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> okay, I still don't understand. He started to make dinner at 5 o'clock in the morning thinking it was – I understand what you're saying, that you can't tell the difference. Yeah. But at some point, your brain has to wake up a little bit and realize, what am I doing here? Well, It did. I, Pat, yeah, but I mean, that's what, crazy to me. Did you leave half-cooked ground beef <laughs> like at home? What happened? Did I didn't, pro- Luckily, I didn't get to the point of, like, actually being cooked. I, like, I had turned I, – I dumped it in the pan and went – Wait a minute. Hold on. Which five is it? And that's at that point I was like, all right, let me look up what time it is actually right now. Well, the positive is you got a lot of sleep yesterday. You got plenty of sleep. I guess. Clearly. Plenty of sleep. Uh, Before we move on to Draymond, Pat and Nuno like destroying each other, like just ripping on each other constantly. Nuno, would you like a final word on your, your guy? Who you vouch for making tacos at 5 in the morning this morning thinking he was eating dinner before the show. No, I actually feel bad for him because, you know, he got his car fixed last week. It, you know, he spent all this money on it. and he's $500 I spent to get this car fixed. <laughs> oh. Plus, plus you know, the Ubers, right? Like, you're including that? A, a couple Ubers? $600 in total. <laughs> and, and, and now he's still having the same problem. I kind I feel bad for the dude. All right. He got oh. hosed. He got hosed. Mm, anyway. Yeah. All right. Draymond uh, gets suspended indefinitely. CeCe, you brought this up yesterday. The idea that he would get suspended indefinitely. Um, it sounded crazy, not your idea, but it sounded crazy that anybody for an on-court incident that wasn't the malice, the palace could get suspended indefinitely, but obviously he's suspended indefinitely, which we don't know what that number is actually going to be now. Brian Winhorst was on game night here on ESPN radio and had this to say, uh, as NBA insider, of course, Brian Winhorst, this to say, Hoop Collective podcast about the suspension. One, it removes the, um, the, you know, just the analysis and the reaction that would be to a number of games. You know, no matter what number you had picked, the reaction to it would have been sort of all over the place, considering what's gone on with Draymond over the last, you know, six to eight months. Uh, secondly, I think what the league is trying to do here is force a change in behavior because the suspensions clearly haven't worked. And third, I think it's an effort to help the Warriors, because I think it's pretty clear the Warriors' efforts to get Draymond to alter his behavior have failed. And so this is an effort to try to help the Warriors um, try to address the situation, and so that there isn't another, uh, you know, I, I think they're trying to correct the situation without just trying to have suspensions be a deterrent because the deterrent aspect of it doesn't seem to be working. So there's Wendy, who collected podcasts, of course, as well. Uh, Where are we with, did they get this right? No, they didn't get it right. They didn't get it right. First of all, when it comes to the discipline toward Draymond, why does the public reaction factor into it? Why should that even matter? You're taking him off the court indefinitely. 
So we don't know the specific number of games, but guess what? Once he gets back on the court, we'll know the specific number of games, right. and the debate will rage on. We saw this last year with John Morant. Eight. He was suspended indefinitely. It ended up being eight games. That ended up not being enough. We still talk about it. Right. The NBA was then forced to take him off the court for 25 games. The NBA, even when they're trying to do the right thing, they do it the wrong way, and it's clunky, and I hate it, Smalls. That absolutely should not be a part of the math when determining how to handle Draymond Green. I'm sorry, public sentiment? That shouldn't matter when it comes to a player that is jeopardizing the on-court health and safety of other players. Yeah, because whether it's a specific number or indefinitely, we're still going to talk about it. We're still going to analyze it. So why why factor that in at all? I'm with you there. But I also think this is interesting because they they talked about how Rich Paul, his agent, and Warriors uh, – front office members, the NBA, they're meeting to kind of get a path together for counseling and assistance for Draymond moving forward. This is not going to be, hey, you go to counseling for a couple weeks and then your behavior is going to change. If that's factoring into this indefinite suspension as well, this is going to be an ongoing process, hopefully, that he takes very seriously and will be years of work that he needs to put in off the court to deal with these behavioral issues. So I'm kind of confused on that sentiment as well because if if you're really going to need a certain amount of time in order to think that the behavior is changing, we could be talking months slash years for them to arrive at that place. But here's the other part to this that I think is absolutely ridiculous by the NBA. If his on-court behavior rises to the level where you're mandating mental health professionals meet with him and anger management professionals meet with him, why is he then being allowed to continue to practice with the team? Why? If, if if it's if it's that intense of a situation, if there's that much urgency in terms of addressing the behavior where you're saying, you know, we have to step in and do something because you don't recognize that you have a problem, why are you then allowing him to continue with sport? Why is he then allowed to continue with team activities, practicing, watching films, being in the meetings? He's got other things in his life that he needs to take care of. And I'm sorry, I'm not in the I'm not of the business of you know trying to protect Draymond Green at this point where it's clear that he's not thinking about anybody else but himself when he's on a basketball court. I don't care about that. And here's the other part. One of the most violent incidents that we've seen from Draymond Green was at practice. And he's committed toward one of his teammates when he punched Jordan Poole in the face. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if if you believe that he is a threat to other players' health safety, well-being. Why are you allowing him to continue to practice while he's getting his mental health treatment? Keep him away from the team. Keep him away from basketball activities. Let him focus on getting the help that he needs. And then once that treatment is far enough along where it's satisfactory for you and you believe that he's no longer a threat to other players, then you let him back in the building to practice. Then you let him back on an NBA court, but not until that point. So again, the NBA, even in trying to do the right thing, is going about it the wrong way, and yeah. they deserve to be called out for it. I mean, I, under, I totally understand that perspective. I don't 100% agree from my perspective. I look at it as they don't know what, what they're supposed to do yet. And I think all, this process gets them to the place of trying to figure out what it is that they're supposed to do in terms of the number of games. I think this where this ends up, a little prediction here, I think where this ends up 
is ultimately Draymond Green is not going to feel as supported as he has felt over the course of his Warriors tenure. That may sound crazy. I think the Bob Myers absence is a huge thing. Those two guys were as close as could be. I agree with that. I think where this ends up is Draymond Green's going to ask out. I'm telling you right now, not today, not tomorrow. It would not surprise me that when the Warriors dynasty ends, it does not end because the team decides it ends. It ends because the player, in this case, Draymond, says, you know what? I've run my course here. You've run your course with me. I don't feel as supported as I once did here. My guy is not standing beside me in Bob Myers. I'm done. It would be absolutely ridiculous. I mean, you don't feel supported. They just gave you a four-year contract I agree with for $100 million. <laughs> I agree with you. He what the hell is are you being, talking about? I, uh, he is being supported. Just I'm think about, you all, of, think about the, all of the incidents over the past year. I mean, he had a situation. He punched Jordan Poole in the face. He stomped on Sabonis in the playoffs. I mean, he choked out Rudy Gobert. He, he, he gave the, the spinning back, the backhand to Yusef Nurchits. I, I, I mean, I, I – at, at some point, you have to acknowledge this is unacceptable behavior. And if you're not heavy-handed with your discipline toward Draymond and your approach to him getting the treatment that he needs, you ultimately end up empowering him, emboldening him even further, which you then run the risk of escalating the incidents that happen on court. So when you say the NBA doesn't know what to do, I agree with you. But if you don't know what to do and the player has demonstrated enough risk to take him off the court in games – why would you then let him practice? Okay, that let, let's continue that conversation coming up because there is there is a we're getting into a gray area I think or at least my response to that would be a gray area of every person's mental health is different and maybe they look at his as different based on practice which again the Jordan Poole situation was standing. We'll, we'll continue that conversation coming up. 888-SAY-ESPN is a number to jump in. Dr. Pepper call in line. 888-729-3776, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper the ones fans deserve. Where do you guys weigh in on this? Did the NBA get this right? Indefinite suspension for Draymond Green. Did they get it right? We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio. ESPN 2 alone, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Draymond Green, again, suspended indefinitely for his actions a couple of nights ago. 
against the Phoenix Suns, and I say his actions a couple of nights ago, and a couple of weeks ago, and a couple of months ago, and a couple of years ago, and kind of all of this together, the culmination or, or accumulation of it. And one of the things he's going to be allowed to do by way of uh, Adrian Wojnarowski's reporting, of course, ESPN NBA Insider, is that he's going to be allowed to practice with the team. And that, of course, brings up some questions here as to, okay, like my, my first view of this is they have deemed for this specific individual, Draymond Green, his mental health is improved by being around his teammates and playing basketball. But then again, it's if you think that, why would he not be allowed to play in the games? So I totally understand the contradiction. I just know in working with uh, mental health doctors, me, my family, whatever it is, it's like you'll hear things. You'll be like, okay, so I should do this. Okay, that's interesting. I didn't think I should do that. Oh, I shouldn't do this. So that's my guesstimation here is that they think it's healthy for him. But again, the counter I know is, well, then why not let him play in the games? Well, to me, the word indefinitely is supposed to enforce the severity of what they're trying to get across to him. Your behavior is ongoing and it's inappropriate. It's unacceptable. And we are going to make sure that you're ready to come back and the behavior is changed. That's why we put indefinitely on it. But when you're having him go to practice still, doesn't that kind of negate the seriousness of the indefinitely? Because it's like, but stay ready because you could go in at any time. Because yeah. <laughs> we could say, we could say, okay, we'll give you the green light at any time. So to me, I'm wondering if he's taking it as seriously as they're intending when he's like, well, I'm still going to practice. So they, they must want to end this sometime relatively soon. Yeah. And that's the part to me that y- you have to. You have to make sure that in your discipline, in your punishment, you drive home the point that your behavior is unacceptable. Why continue to allow him to be in in, in and around his teammates? Why continue to allow him to have the privilege to be a part of the sport, even if it's in a limited capacity as a player in practice or in the meetings? Take all of that away. Mm -hmm. If if it's at the point now where it's clear that he has to address his mental health issues, his anger issues because he can't curb the behavior – then take away the opportunity to play basketball at a competitive level, whether it's in practices or games. Take that away from him. Draymond, you're not an NBA player right now. You, you, you need, as a private citizen, to get help when you're dealing with your anger management and your, your mental health. And, and again, I can't get past the fact that one of his most violent acts, if not the most violent act we've seen from him, happened in practice. It was in training camp where he decked one of his teammates. Like those things, those types of behaviors are unacceptable. And here's the thing: keeping him around the Golden State Warriors right now while he's going through this, an organization that has done nothing to stop this, that has done nothing to check this, I don't know that that serves to get the results that the NBA and Adam Silver are looking for. If Golden State Warriors could have stopped it, they would have stopped it by now. They can't. So take that away from him. Don't let him have the sanctuary of being able to go to practice, being able to go to the meetings, being around his teammates. He is not a Golden State Warrior indefinitely. Let him sit in what he's done and let him focus on his mental health, and hopefully that will bring about the change we want to see. Last point I'm going to make. This whole business about the suspensions not serving as a deterrent, we haven't seen Draymond Green serve a significant enough suspension. We haven't seen him serve a suspension like what John Moran is serving right now, the 25 games. Let's see what happens when we start talking about double-digit game suspension, and let's see how long he continues to behave in that way. To me, I think it's a complete cop-out to say that the suspensions and taking him off the court for games doesn't matter to him 
when clearly playing basketball is important in his life. I, I just I don't believe that. I think players want to play, and if you take that opportunity away from him and you force him to sit in it long enough, there will be reflection, he will be introspective, and that could potentially open the door for changing his behavior on court. Let's hear what Kevin Durant, his former teammate, had to say. Of course, he was in that game, or his team was in that game the other night against um, the Golden State Warriors and Draymond Green. Yeah, that was insane to see. Glad Nurk is all right. Never seen that before on a basketball court in the NBA game. I hope Draymond gets the help he needs. Uh, it's been incident after incident. So I know Draymond, and that's not, you know, he doesn't, he, he hasn't been that way when I was around him and coming into the league. So hopefully he gets the help he needs and get back on the court and, you know, put all this stuff behind him. All right, let's hear from you guys there after Kevin Durant, you know, obviously talking about his former teammate, Draymond Green, their relationship publicly at least has been very up and down privately. We don't know. We all hear that they are still close, but publicly certainly up and no. down there. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, we'll go to the Dr. Pepper call in line right now at 888-SAY-ESPN. Arnell and Harlem watching on ESPN2. What's up, Arnell? Glad Nurk is all right. Never seen all right, we've got to have him turn his radio down. We'll go to Harry in Texas on ESPN2. What's up, Harry? Hey, guys, man, love the show. First of all, the NBA got it right with the indefinite, but what are they going to do about it? They got to put a tourniquet on this, okay? We can't be talking about someone being violent and saying that's okay. And I agree with you, Chris. He punched the player in practice. In other words, at this point, get him out of the thing. Let's fix it. Let's do it right for the league, and let's take care of him so that when he comes back, he can do what he does, right? Play defense, does his thing. So it's definitely great. But what are you going to do to take advantage of folks? Because look, what are we talking about? We're not talking about the basketball games anymore. We're talking about violence. And that's unacceptable. I get my violence in other sports. I don't need it in my NBA. Thank you for the opportunity. A fair call. I mean, fair call. No question about that. And I would be nervous right now if I'm the Warriors that any version of Draymond I get is not going to be the best version of him. Because the current version of him has him kicked out of games and suspended. Mm -hmm. The new version of him, I'd be nervous if it, everything works. Is he not the same player on the court? Because is he lessened of himself? I mean, I, I, I don't know what I'm getting when he comes back. Rich in India on Sirius XM80. What's up, Rich? Hey, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate the show. A um, couple things. One is, at work, um, we've had similar situations where guys have gotten into it. And I know you're not dealing with a multi-millionaire uh, million, multi employee, but when they, when they put them on indefinite suspension, it really made the employees panicky. And I think what they're saying is, uh, hey, we'll, we're, we're going to take our time. We'll make the decision in our own time. And for right now, you're allowed to go to work, but you can't get the payoff. We're not going to let you play. Um, I think that's a, a big part of it. And then the other thing is that I, I agree with you guys. I do think he will ask out, and I do think that will kind of be uh, – uh, I, I wouldn't say an uh, end of the dynasty, but it'll be a, a significant point where somebody chose to walk away, and I think that'll be a big deal. Oh, yeah. I mean, if that does happen, yeah, that'll be Yeah, big. the dynasty's already over. Like, this, it's over already. Mm -hmm. I mean, all you have to do is look at how Klay Thompson is playing. He's a shell of himself. Draymond can't control himself. And in the middle of it, Steph Curry's a hostage. Like, it just – I mean, for all of the things that people have attributed to Draymond being a great defender – um, being a great rebounder, playmaker. Everybody has always said that he's a good teammate. You can't say that Draymond Green is a good teammate anymore. That, that's over with. Mm -hmm. Like A good teammate makes sure that he's available for his team. Like, and that's the part where what he's done, getting ejected out of three games through the team's first 23, is absolutely ridiculous. 
that's the part right now where I think we have to have sober eyes when viewing and judging Draymond. And that's why I'm I don't understand why you want to have this guy around the team when it's clear that he's got significant issues that he's worked out. Smalls, I think you used a great term. Severity. The severity of what you've done. The the gravity of the full situation. In order to completely grasp that, something has to be taken away. We're not only going to take away the opportunity to play in NBA games, we're going to take away the opportunity to be a part of the NBA altogether by asking you to stay away from the team. That's where we should be right now so you can sit in what you've done and be forced to reflect and hopefully change. And until we feel like there has been enough time and that there has been enough growth where you're no longer a threat to your teammates and to other NBA players, you're going to sit on the sidelines. To me, that can be the only approach for the NBA. Anything else just only serves to further embolden Draymond. Which is why I'm very surprised that they're allowing him to go to practice. <laughs> because to me, that that lessens the severity of the yeah. indefinitely. Yeah, by exactly. saying, we're going to keep you out of games. We don't know when you're going to return. But stay ready, because it could be coming around the corner. Now, to be fair, NBA teams don't practice that much anymore. But still, you're allowed to I'm going to tell you this. It's yeah. a very different thing if you can't play in games, but then the team tells you, don't come here. Yeah, stay you're not at allowed home. in the facility. Yeah. It's a very exactly. different thing. Oh, I, I, I can promise you. As a I professional agree. athlete, when the team tells you stay home or the league tells you stay home, then all of a sudden you look around, wait a minute, my career right. is in jeopardy. I'm not doubting that at all. And I think we need to hear from Adam Silver and the Warriors at some point here, which I'm sure we will, as to why. Why is he allowed there but not allowed here? Explain that. All right, coming up. We're talking about one end of one dynasty, one era potentially with Golden State's. I think we know the Patriots dynasty is over, but could Belichick's career in New England be over? We will get to that coming up. It's on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Oh, Javante. <laughs> Not right. On to the next one for Bill Belichick. Good work, Javante. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. So, yes, the Belichick stuff is obviously back, front, and center. Tom Curran, NBC Sports Boston Patriots insider, had this to say about the Pats' future with their head coach. When they came out of Germany, conversations I had that week made it very clear that a decision was made and they were going to play out the string, and at the end of the year there would be a parting of the ways for a variety of reasons. I think, and I wasn't told this specifically, but the main one being, don't fire Bill Belichick. 
during the season. It's just not going to happen. Additionally, though, he's an asset. He's under contract for another year, which we reported after ESPN or NFL media reported there was a long-term extension in place that would keep Bill locked up long-term. It's only through next year. So that would not be an impediment to them changing course. And it had gone too far. The Germany game, the Commanders game, the Saints game. All huge marquee games, and then there was a Chargers game after that. Just because they won last week in Pittsburgh in prime time, I don't think it quells anything. Belichick was asked about that yesterday and was um, Belichick. Do you have an understanding that Robert will not ask you to be back next year? Yeah, I'm getting ready for Kansas City. That's what I'm doing. Do you want to keep coaching? Because that's something that you want to continue to do. Yeah, I'm getting ready for Kansas City. Have you and Robert discussed your future beyond the season? Getting ready for Kansas City. Getting ready for Kansas City. <laughs> Let me ask a question that I feel like has not been asked with this whole situation. What's up? Everybody assumes, okay, it's done at the end of the season. We've heard that a million times. Tom Curran is a great reporter. Are we sure Belichick even wants to come back to the Patriots next year? Because we're pretty sure, or at least CZ, you've said, you feel pretty sure that Kraft doesn't want Belichick back. Yes. And maybe it's warranted, maybe it's not. Let's, let's see how what it you goes. mean, maybe it's not? Well, three of the last four years, they've been outside looking into the playoffs. Three of the last four years, they've had losing records. It's been a half decade since their last playoff win. you got to go back to 2018, bro. I know, but I look at it what as you, a, What do you mean? Because I look at it as over 20 years. Maybe it's six not Super warranted. Bowls. Of course it's warranted but to have those conversations. Six Super Bowls is well and fine. The last time you were contending at that level was 2018. It's been a while, dog. And guess what? Belichick has never gone back-to-back years on the outside looking into the playoffs. But that's what's going to happen this year. It's they're already happened. They're, they're eliminated. They're, they're 3-10. and 10. Yeah. Not they're, great. They're, they're not. It's awful. The program is hustling backwards. There's no semblance of growth, not from the quarterback, not from the offense as a whole. He's still got, he's still got his touch when it comes to defense. And being able to coach up that side of the ball, because what he's done without Christian Gonzalez, what he's done without Magidon, still having a top-10 defense, I'm not going to lie. Somewhat impressive. But overall, the state of the program and the regression from Mac Jones in the offense is what would prompt me if I was Robert Kraft to move on now. Yes, I agree. But your question is, are we sure he wants to come back? Yeah, like, like and, maybe it's not going to be as hard as everybody thinks. Maybe he's just like, I don't want to be here anymore either. Right, but we're all operating under the assumption, and maybe it's incorrectly, that he wants the record. So he's going to keep coaching until he has that, has secured the record. And maybe he realizes that the state of the Patriots is so bad that he's not going to be able to get there with it. And but, maybe he wants to move on too. But the state of the Patriots is his fault. He's of the course. GM and the of head course. coach. So you're going to make the mess, and then you're going to bungee and leave us to clean it up? You, like, but like, if you can, no, but, but but yeah, but if you can, but to me, that's that that that's more of a hit on his legacy than anything else. Than Tom Brady going out of Tampa and winning a championship, this would be more of a hit on his legacy if he's the one that's saying, "I no longer want to be here." If Robert Kraft wants him back and he wants to continue to coach, that should be in New England. Yeah, I would that's hope the that's case. the case. I would hope that's the case. We, I don't think any of us think at this point. That's <clears throat> no, no, be no. The case. I, I think we're headed down a parting of ways, but. Again, I'm assuming that it's Kraft wanting to move on from him and not Belichick wanting to move on from Kraft. It's just that it's You're just not going to find better ownership in the NFL. No, I agree. You're not. You're not going to find a more stable organization. You're not going to get an organization to seed you and give you more power than you currently have in New England because of the success that you all have been able to have over the last quarter century. But if you're the one, if you're Bill Belichick, you're the one that's saying you want out 
after you created a disaster over the last four years, then to me, that's a black mark on your resume. I'm not going to say that it tarnishes the rings or the championship trophy, but again, like I said before, Smalls, it puts some smudges on them things. It puts some smudges on those. It, it honestly I'll does. I'll clean it for them. Well, you can say, I, don't think, I don't think that's the kind of thing you can wipe away based on where the state of this program is. I think we're in the moment. I think if Belichick were to walk away before they get him, I don't think we're going to, like, 10 years from now, we're necessarily going to think about that, but I get it in the moment. The overall, like, there's a lot of things that— Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I'm pushing back on that, too. I'm not going to let you get get away with that. We we have— No, no, but saying you you don't think that we're going to look back on this and say, oh, this is not as bad as we think it is. It's been awful since Tom Brady's left. No, 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 not it's that. Been, that's no, not what I'm saying. No, 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 I'm saying but, him but, but, voluntarily walking away. But that's, but that's a part of it. That's yeah. a part of the math. Like him making a mess of the situation and then walking away and going to a better situation. All of a sudden, the 20-year run that Tom Brady and Bill had together, we're going to look at it differently. We're right, right now, we I already at, do. Do we look at Saban differently? He walked away from the Dolphins. Like, does that? No, I'm serious. Does no, that? But we're that's talking in, about in, the he, dynasty he walked that away he's from a the part Dolphins of. And went to a college job. Okay, so he walked Go, away from LSU. He walked like I'm saying that. We're, I feel like we, for guys like that, we always remember the good. We we include the bad, but we remember the good. Right, but this comes from one of the biggest divorces in sports history, and he wanted to move on from Tom before they actually did. So he was wrong about when to pull the ripcord, not once, twice, yep. maybe th- maybe even three times that we don't know about. And ever since he made that decision, we saw Tom Brady have success elsewhere, and it's been a slow decline and an erosion for Bill Belichick and the Patriots ever since then. That, unfortunately, is part of the legacy. I agree. That part I agree with. I totally agree with it. I, he made a mistake. He should not have moved on from Brady the way he did, obviously. I don't think they would have necessarily won the Super Bowl with the teams that they had at that point, but they would have been a lot better than they but are right, right now. But that's the thing, though. It's not because of Brady. Brady ain't the GM. It's Belichick. And he has full control of the personnel. So, like, you're buying the groceries and you're cooking the meal. And if it tastes terrible, that's on you. It's 100% and so, and so, on and so, I guess, over the last two decades, when they were winning championships and getting to the AFC championship game seemingly every year— yep. Brady was the key ingredient, no doubt. not Belichick. No doubt. And, and, and it becomes more stark if Belichick decides he's going to leave this mess voluntarily and go somewhere else and try to chase the wins record. Well, I think we are heading towards that point of them not being together. But Mike Reese, ESPN Patriots reporter, who's phenomenal at covering the Pats, talked to Freddie and Harry yesterday here on ESPN Radio and said this feels like the end in New England. It feels like we're getting close to the end, but until they say it's the end, I, I'm going to say it's Belichick, but I, I got to tell you, I'm leaning towards feels like change could be coming. And that was in response to when Freddie Coleman asked him about next year, who's the coach in New England, mm-hmm. which provides a whole other thing. If you're not in on the, the Belichick, I don't want to call it the Patriot way anymore. Let's call it the Belichick way if you're Kraft. Gerard Mayo has studied under Belichick forever and has never actually worked for another head coach. That doesn't mean he's going to be the same. It just means his number one influence is the guy that you don't want anymore. I kept saying that when you said Gerard Mayo's the the next man up. Why would you want to continue the same style of coaching? Wouldn't you want to rip the Band-Aid off and remove yourself from any residue from the Bill Belichick era? If you're really going to turn the page, then turn the page. Well, here's the thing I'll say about that, just to push back a little bit. Gerard Mayo is his own man. Like, I mean, I get that he's learned the game of football through the eyes and the lens of Bill Belichick, and we just acknowledge that Bill Belichick still understands football. Like, I'm not sitting here saying that Belichick 
can't coach up the X's and O's. Belichick can't can't understand schemes and diagnose and break down teams. I think Belichick relating the message relating the messages to the players in terms of the things that are important, the team's overall path to victory week in, week out, that is the aspect of it. Will Bill Belichick it might may have seen better days. And I guess my point is having Gerard Mayo step in, just because he learned how to coach the game of football through Bill Belichick doesn't mean it's gonna be the same in terms of how he relates to his players, how he talks to his players on a day-in, day-out basis. Absolutely, but we have seen many examples and data points of Belichick assistants or Belichick coaches branches from that coaching tree not having success at the head coaching level. And if you're Robert Kraft, this is a very unique opportunity for you to go in a completely different direction. How many former players are in that mix, though? Three, if you include Mayo. Two have already been successful, Mike Vrabel and Kevin O'Connell. That's my point. That's my my point. Uh, Let me rephrase. Sorry, three. Cliff Kingsbury was not successful. He played for the Pats for a year or two just like O'Connell did. So there's – but more good reviews than bad. That's my point. Yeah. Yeah. But but not in New England, which is an interesting way because the shadow is kind of hanging over. We'll continue this conversation because now, you know, you hear all this, and I, I, I don't know that that makes Belichick a bad candidate elsewhere. It just makes him maybe bad in your mind to continue there. Plus, we're going to get your phone calls in on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN. Did the NBA get it right with the indefinite suspension for Draymond Green? We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. I don't like what's going on here because what, you know, we're talking about things in sports today, like two of the biggest topics have to do with marriages ending. I don't like this. It feels like the Warriors are ending. The Patriots are over, but the Belichick-Patriot relationship is ending. There's no spinning towards 
No, it's going to continue. It's going to happen. It's going to be great for either one of these situations. And the odd part about it is there is no sympathetic figure. Like, when a marriage ends, there's usually somebody that was probably more in the wrong than the other oh, party. Oh, yeah. Good point. In this situation, I don't feel like there's a sympathetic With either, figure. either part? Like, so, either, either Kraft party. is not because I – and I love Kraft, but I always say – He's he owns the team. He could have said to Belichick. He was complicit in the Tom yeah, Brady he could stuff. Have said, no, no, I'm going to keep no Brady. About, yeah. No doubt about okay, it. Okay, so that's and the, one. And the Golden State Warriors are the ones that empowered and emboldened Draymond Green, even after he punched one of his teammates in practice. Is Steph a sympathetic I, figure? I was just thinking. Yes. In the divorces that we're seeing, we don't want Steph to have to be stuck in the middle. But, going, best, but yeah, <laughs> but Steph is like team. one of the Steph is like one of the kids. Yeah, going Steph, back and forth. Steph is one of the Having kids. Having to split the holidays. The, the, it's exactly, too much. exactly. That's what it is. But but Steph is but Steph is not getting divorced from the Warriors. No. It's the Warriors getting divorced from Draymond. Right. Just like we the think. Patriots getting divorced from Robert, uh, from Bill Belichick. So, I, I mean, that's the part when we start talking about the analogy, Steph is just stuck in the middle of it. So what's more attractive right now? Belichick is I a... I wonder who gets sole custody. Is it, is it the Warriors? The, the Warriors. War, the Warriors get sole custody. You think Draymond's going to get custody? <laughs> <laughs> it's a $400 million no payroll in a billion-dollar business. Draymond's not getting custody. More attractive that. right now. <laughs> Belichick as a candidate or a candidate to New England. A candidate to New England. Really? It's even though that job is more attractive than Belichick. It's one of thirty-two. It's ownership that will support you and that has proven that they will give you a long runway to succeed, even if things are going bad. I think being a head coach in the NFL is far more attractive than Bill Belichick at age 71, 72 by the time he starts next season, who's leaving a big old mess in New England. I think he's one of the greatest of all time, but in order for him to go somewhere and start fresh, are you really wanting to give him three years, four years? I would in two seconds. If I'm the Chargers and I'm willing to pay him and I let him bring his staff with him, oh, my God. Not Maybe not the current staff, but a staff with him, and I'm not interfering with that. I mean, putting him with Justin Herbert, if he's still there, I love – we've seen Belichick is great when he has great coaches – I mean, players – yeah, but he doesn't know how to pick great players outside of Tom Brady. <laughs> okay, so here's that, where that has been what's happened. <laughs> here's where I push back on that. Hembo from Greeny made a great point to me a couple of weeks ago. The problem with the Patriots is that they're still picking players for Tom Brady. I actually don't think their players are terrible. I think they are literally perfect for Brady, and Brady hasn't been there in four years, which is an indictment on Belichick. I totally acknowledge that. But like everybody says, oh, they're terrible, they're terrible. I don't think their talent is actually terrible. Skill position-wise, it is. But the other guys you even brought up, their well, defense it, is excellent. So, so uh, Okay, so I guess the question is, then who are you blaming this more on? Is it the quarterback? Is it the head coach yeah. or is it the GM? Okay, great question. I, I'm going to answer it in a way that kind of throws everyone under the bus. It's, it's got to be. It's, it's, it's one of the three. I know. It, I'm it, going to. Okay. It's the picking of the wrong quarterback, which is ultimately Bill Belichick. He there picked the wrong quarterback that he couldn't coach up enough to be good enough to bring the best out of the rest of well, the Well, that's players. good enough to get you fired in the NFL. And I understand that. that. I also will tell you, if the right quarterback is already picked, like Justin Herbert— I'd feel great about it. 888-SAY-ESPN, number to jump in. Boy, we are just talking about all these divorces. This is miserable all of a sudden. Uh, Arnell in Harlem on ESPN2 commenting on Draymond and whether or not the NBA got it right here, Arnell. Good morning. Good morning. morning. First, first, I would like to say I agree 100% with Mr. Canty. Draymond should be suspended for the rest of the year. shouldn't be allowed to be in the arena at all. He's, he's been privileged. He's been entitled. Um, he needs to have things taken away from him. And secondly, he wouldn't do this stuff with a person that he can't get away with it, like a Charles Oakley, uh, 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 Rick Mahorn. He couldn't do it. 
He couldn't survive. He couldn't make it. I, I think he should be out of the league. I think he's nothing but a bully. He's, his talent is is nothing. And I'm tired of people comparing him to Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman was a superb, a 100% better basketball player than he would ever be. Yeah, the difference between him and Dennis Rodman is if Rodman's getting ejected, there's usually a player on the other team that's getting ejected too. Like that, like that was the part where it made Dennis yeah, Rodman special. And so, and so here's the thing I will say about Draymond Green. I, I think Arnell used some great words. He's privileged and he's entitled. He needs to have things taken away from him. Even if it's not a deterrent for Draymond himself, it's a deterrent for everybody else around the sport. It's a deterrent for younger players at lower levels of sport. This type of behavior in the association will not be tolerated. And then beyond that, it's less opportunities to jeopardize the health and safety of other players because we know when Draymond's on the court, anything can happen. Doesn't it feel like him still being allowed to be around the team, though, is kind of like the punishment equivalent of you can't go out and hang out with your friends, but you can play video games in your room? Yeah. you know, it, No, it would be more of you could have your friends over to the house, but you can't go out with them, right? Well, something, I'm just right? saying, like, like, okay, yeah, it doesn't really over, feel yeah, like, a, like a full yeah, punishment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, you're still being able to be social. You're still right. not being isolated enough to have to really sit in your thoughts and do the work and Part of the evolution of yeah, this. Yeah, that part sucks. And I don't, here's the thing, and I hate to cut you off, but that's the part that I think people need to understand about being a professional athlete. When you have that taken away from you, this is something that you've done all your life. When you can no longer do it, not just playing in the games, mm-hmm. but going to the facility and being around your teammates and coaches and playing a game that you love. It's basketball. Like I get to go out and play basketball at practice with all of my friends. Think about that. Like when you take that away, yeah. then all of a sudden you're wondering who am I as a person? It's your identity. When you take, and this is, I'm glad you led me down this road, small, because this is important. Every athlete dies two deaths. There's the death at the end of your life, but there's also the the death of your professional career. And, and so when you can no longer be a part of it, when you no longer have the opportunity, you are forced to be introspective, and you think. Who am I without this game? Mm. That's the part that they're not forcing Draymond to to acknowledge or to question. Who am I without the game? If you're going to continue to allow him to be around the players and to practice, he knows he's got a place in the NBA. What they need to do is take that away and leave all of that in the balance and let Draymond figure it out from there. And if he doesn't, that's a Draymond issue. If he does, great. He'll be welcomed back with open arms. But not until he does the work with mental health professionals and anger management professionals where we know or we feel like we know that the types of behaviors that we've seen in the past are not going to repeat themselves and they're not going to escalate. Did you want to finish on anything with that? No, we we could get into it. We have more time in the show to get into (laughs) it. All right, so coming up, we will continue the Draymond conversation because it ain't going anywhere, obviously, and game managing is all of a sudden a topic again. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. 
Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.